Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're going to start a new series today called Ministering Angels. We'll start with Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. It says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? (laughs) Ministering angels, what amazing and wonderful creatures. Let me give you a list of some of their characteristics. First of all, they're innumerable. Then we hear that they bless the Lord, they excel in strength, some have four wings, some have six wings. They're described as beautiful, and some are covered with precious stones. They do his word, they heed the voice of his word, they do his pleasure. They're worshipers, they're called messengers, they're called warriors, they're called guardians. Another title is God's Ministers, but they're also called Our Ministers, to minister for us, those who inherit salvation, which is what we read out of Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. And they have charge over us to keep us in our ways. There are three angels that we have names for. The first is Lucifer, then there's Michael, and finally Gabriel. And then there are three types of angels, archangels, seraphim, and cherubim. Psalm 103, verses 20 through 21, gives us what Marilyn Hickey calls the fivefold ministry of angels. It says, Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his, who do his pleasure. Well, there's no way we can cover the entire subject of angels in our short discussions. However, we certainly can gain enough education to understand their purpose and how to receive their ministry effectively. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 14, is a great discourse that talks about God, his son, the saints, that's us, and angels. Starting with verse 1, it makes the distinction between the voice of the prophets of old And now, where his son Jesus is the voice, the glory, the Savior, and the express image of God himself. It tells us he's better than the angels. We find that Jesus is the son of God. God is his father, and the angels are different. They are not created in the image of God. They are not the sons of God. They are, however, ministers for God who are to worship him. We'll see that in verse 6. And he calls them spirits 
his ministers a flame of fire. And we'll see that in verse 7. Think of it. His angels, spirits, ministers, a flame of fire. Oh my, this comes from Psalm 104, verse 4. Who makes his angel spirits, his ministers, a flame of fire. The word spirits literally means winds. And flame of fire can also be translated flashes of lightning. Now they do have wings to fly. Listen to Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 23. It says, And under the firmament their wings spread out straight, one toward another. Each one had two which covered one side, and each one had two which covered the other side of the body. What a cool description. Angels with four wings. But now let me read you about angels with six wings out of Isaiah chapter 6 verse 2. Actually, I'll start with verse 1 and read through verse 4 because it's really good. It says, In the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Remember, that's one of the types of angels. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. Wow, what a vision of the throne room of God. So yes, they do have wings to fly. Some have four and some have six. And in Genesis chapter 3 verse 24 it talks about at the east of the Garden of Eden was a cherub angel who held a flaming sword to guard the tree of life. And then in Acts chapter 12, verse 7, when an angel appeared to Peter in prison, the room was filled with light. I can only imagine what the words spirits, his ministers, a flame of fire actually mean. Somehow, I believe they relate to their ability of speed and travel and their power and authority to perform the word of God. Now, the term angel of light is actually given to Satan himself. However, most believe this refers to his ability through deception and lies to appear as an angel of truth. It says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14. It says, and no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Well, back to our text scripture, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. This verse brings in the saints, that's us. It calls the angels ministering spirits and records their job description as ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation. Well, that's us, the saints. It would behoove us to discover exactly what angels do. Why? Because we, being those who inherit salvation, are to send forth angels to minister for us. How can we send them if we don't know what they can and cannot do? Could it be possible we're hindering angels from doing their work by speaking contrary to God's word? I think so. In a comment concerning Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14, calling them ministering spirits and angels, the Spirit-Filled Life Study Bible says, Surprisingly enough, there are more direct references to angels in the New Testament than in the Old Testament. A careful study will reveal that the New Testament activity of angels usually revolves around the ministry of Jesus and the establishment of his church on earth. They minister, and that's the Greek word diakonia, 
which refers to their serviceable labor, their assistance. They are ministering spirits or heavenly assistants who are continually active today in building the body of Christ, advancing the ministry of Jesus, and the building of his church. Serviceable labor, hmm, the ultimate helps ministry for the operation of the church. Thank God for angels. Most of us are familiar with Psalm 91. Just think of how relevant this is for us today. He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. And then verse 10 says, No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Have we noticed any snares of the fowler lately? How about any perilous pestilence? Let's look at how the message version states verse 3 and then the living Bible for verse 10. Psalm 91.3 in the message version. That's right. He rescues you from hidden traps, shields you from deadly hazards. And then Psalm 91.10 in the Living Bible, How then can evil overtake me or any plague come near? Have you heard of any evil or any plagues lately? Psalm 91 is a comforting word from God for his protection in difficult times. But if we look very carefully, we find out how he does it. Verses 11 through 12 give us a key. Psalm 91 Verses 11 through 12. This is in the New King James Version. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. So how do they do it? They do it with their hands. Listen to the Living Bible. It says it nicely. For he orders his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will steady you with their hands to keep you from stumbling against the rocks on the trail. Yes, they have a job description, but their job has a boundary. This boundary declares what they can and what they cannot do. And this brings us back to Psalm 103, verses 20 through 21. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you minister of his, who do his pleasure. Angels are specifically designed to do five things. One, to excel in strength. Two, to do his word. Three, to heed the voice of his word. Four, to bless the Lord. And five, to do his pleasure. Although angels can appear as men that we see in Daniel chapter 9 verse 21, they are not humans or humans with wings. They are not people created in the image of God. They are created servants of God and of the saints. They do not have free will. Yes, they have the ability of will, but not the right of will. Satan, who is actually the angel Lucifer, and the one-third of the angels who followed him in rebellion against God, were able to make that choice, but they were not given the right to make that choice. They were immediately thrown out of heaven and will never be able to return. Repentance with forgiveness is not an option for them. This gift of grace is only offered to man who is created in the image of God himself. This being the case, the two-thirds of the remaining angels have to strictly follow their job description. They can only do his word. They can only heed the voice of his word. In other words, if we're speaking anything contrary to the word, they cannot obey it. If we're speaking the word... They have to obey it. They can only bless the Lord. 
They can only use their strength to do God's pleasure and not their own. They are amazing spirit ministers, created servants of the Most High God. Now let me add another term that you'll find interesting. I call it angel food cake. Is there such a thing? Yes. Elijah, tired from running from Jezebel, fell asleep under a broom tree, also called a juniper tree. An angel woke him up and had a meal prepared for him. It was a baked cake and water. Imagine that. 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 5-6 through six. Then, as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. Then he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. There are also messengers. Mary received a very important message from the angel Gabriel. We could say, Mary got email from God. Ha! Voicemail. Wow, I sure would like to discuss that voicemail with you, but we're completely out of time. So please come back tomorrow, same time, same place, same channel, and we will continue our series on ministering angels sent forth to minister. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.